Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Soul CEO Podcast. This is episode 49, and my name is Rachel Picard here at Soul CEO. We are passionate about helping network marketers and entrepreneurs build a profitable business without losing their family, their friends, or their soul. We do that through really three tiers of mindset, skill set, and leadership, obviously with a tremendous amount of spirit-filled and faith-based foundational principles. And it's just really an honor to have this community here. And it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I've missed you guys only about three podcasts in the last couple of weeks. And uh, guys, it's just been a journey. I won't get into it too much, but a couple of crazy weird things, including a, a back injury, a ton of traveling trips, buying a second home, which we're hoping to close on here very soon, a little second home, vacation home, lake cabin. And uh, it's just been an absolute whirlwind. On top of that, working with some of the biggest initiatives um, in my primary business, uh, gosh, I'm so excited because the things I'm doing right now, the almost like test piloting, I can't wait to bring to you with results over the next coming months. So stay tuned to that, trying and testing much more viral social funnels. So if you guys want to build online through social media, there's a couple things we're testing, seeing what's working, and we'll come to you first with the results right here on the Soul CEO Podcast. So with you guys, I have so many wonderful reviews. This time I want to head on over to a review from Facebook. It's from Faith K. Clark, who says, five stars, RJ is a brilliant motivator and she inspires everyone she meets. Her input in my business has been invaluable. She so, has so much integrity, cares so much about each person she meets. I adore her. Well, thank you so much, Faith. I appreciate that review. And if you guys are listening to this podcast, and you get any sort of value because it is free, free 99. (laughs) And there's no ads, no sponsorships. We really, really just need you guys to tap that five stars, leave a written review, share this to social media, and maybe tag your team or tag your friends, maybe who'd be blessed by this. This is the first, this, this episode of 49 is the first of two trainings about expectation. This is a leadership conversation. You're going to be going into a private leadership training that I do for some of my top up-and-coming income earners inside of my organization. And we're talking about expectations. And on this episode, it's going to be the expectations that you place on yourself and that others place on you. And my question to you today is, has your expector expired? What is that expectation that you have, the standard for your life? We're going to get into it. And I feel like this is going to bless you. So grab a pen, grab a piece of paper if you're not driving, if you're not on a treadmill, because I think the notes is something that you can go and train uh, to your organization and we'll go back to over and over and be like, you know what? This is when I learned that. This is when I, I made this small shift and it changed my leadership. So let's get into today's show. I hope you enjoy it. Make sure to tag me at Soul CEO on social media. Bye guys. Hopefully you guys are coming and no, no pun intended. The conversation is expectation, but hopefully you guys are coming expecting to learn, like expecting to get something for your leadership and growth. And this was really on my heart to share with you guys today as I kind of prepared and prayed for this meeting was when we're going into the month of April for you guys, like, what is it that I feel And what is the feedback I'm getting from you is that like, hey, this is where I'm struggling with. This is the dilemma in my team. This is the dilemma internally. And I felt expectations was a good place to start. And expectations is is a 
it's a very deep conversation. And first, we're going to talk about internal expectations or self expectations. And then next week on the next lesson, we're going to talk about external expectations of others. Because leadership is wrought with expectations, expectations on ourselves and others. Like we have to have expectations for our teamies. They need to be clear. And so I want to discuss with you, how do you set those expectations up properly so that you can get the most out of your up and coming leaders so that you can get the best out of them. But let's dive into the expectations of yourself. So we can look at the expectations of yourself. We can look at the expectations of really like your standards for yourself, the standards of which you operate for as as a human, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, the standards that you set for your own business and the expectation for your business, the expectation of your recruiting, the expectation for your rank, the expectation for the trajectory of your dream life, and the expectations generally that are required of a leader. And we're going to talk about the weightiness of those expectations, aka the responsibility, and how challenging that can be at times. Because I think that very few leaders ever have leader-to-leader conversations and say, leadership sucks. At times, leadership really sucks. At times, leadership and the responsibility and the expectation of it is very, very weighty. We're going to talk about that here today. I'll start off with a really kind of goofy, funny, corny story that I heard from John Maxwell. It's an old fable, been around forever. And it was the fable of the young boy that was fishing and the older man that was fishing. They're on a lake. And uh, of course, he sees the older man, a seasoned fisherman. He sees this young you know, teenager fishing across the lake. And he's watching him. Not much going on, kind of taking a look at it. And the young boy was catching quite a few fish and he'd get the fish into the boat, into the, you know, into the net, pull it up and he'd measure it and he'd throw away all of the big fish. So he'd keep all the little ones and he'd throw away all of the big fish. Now this went on for some time, went on for several hours and, you know, throughout the afternoon, the older man started to, you know, pitter, peter over to the young boy and, he just, curiosity, just couldn't, he couldn't release it anymore. He's like, um, excuse me. So I noticed something that when you catch the fish, you measure them and you throw back all the big ones. You're only keeping the small ones. Why is that? I've never, ever seen that before. I mean, wouldn't that be weird? Like you're throwing away all the big ones. And the young, the teenager was like very matter of factly like, oh, well, yeah, of course. I, I only keep the small ones. I only have a 10-inch frying pan at home. And the frying pan came from like his grandmother's grandmother to his grandmother to his mother and he inherited it. And sometimes we inherit, we actually do inherit our own familial or like family expectations or the expectations of people that have raised us. Has your expector expired? What is the expectation? See, as leaders... The size of our expectations determine who we keep. The size of our expectations determine the size of our business. The size of our expectations determine what leaders we retain. If we have a 10-inch frying pan expectation, we're going to keep all the little fishes. That's who we're going to attract. That's who we're going to keep. 
So we have to raise that expectation. Now, I when I think about expectations, I think about setting really what is a belief meeting with standards for your life. Expectations is always fueled by belief. If you believe that you're worthy, if you believe that it's possible, if you believe that you're going to be an elite, do you really believe that you're going to be an elite someday? Do you believe that you're going to cross that six-figure earnings? Do you believe that you're going to be a pro 10? Belief always fuels our expectation. Experience tends to affect our expectations as well. But when we have the right beliefs, hey, you know, this is our vision. This is what I'm worth. This is what can happen. This is what is possible. This is where I know I'm going. I don't care how long it's going to take, but I know that I'm going to get there someday. And then we mirror that or we match that and we combine it and meld it with a standard. Write this down. What is your standard? What is your creed? Sometimes you'll hear me say PNN, personal non-negotiable. What are the personal non-negotiables for you? Now, you might ask me, hey, Rachel, what, is, what should, be, should be mine? <laughs> Francis might be like, Rachel, tell me what should be my PNNs, my non-negotiables. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You need to find something that is authentic to you. Now, you can have little PNNs, a, a standard for yourself on a lot of different categories like health. Sometimes you guys have standards of 10,000 steps a day or 8,000 steps a day or walking a 5K every single day or working out six days a week or you have a spiritual standard. You're going to read five minutes of the the Holy Scripture per day or 10 pages of personal development per day or you're going to listen to 30 minutes of audio per day. Some of you guys have a standard with your relationships. Hey, I'm going to reach out to this many people per day. I'm going to do this, this, that, whatever it might be. Maybe you have routines. I loved, uh, maybe it's even a manifesto. Like it's like an actual like vision manifesto we have in our team. If you guys have not read the Team Heart Manifesto, it says who we are, what we stand for, what like what is the basis of our culture and what we're going to go do. It's our manifesto. Some of you and all of us could really benefit, all of us could benefit for having a creed, a manifesto, a written set of standards, an expectation of how we're going to show up every day. How are you, Eileen, showing up every day? Is it consistent? Do you know what your standard is? Do you know your minimums? What are the bare minimums? Now, you can shoot for maximums. You can do above that. But have you set your minimums? through your health, through your finances, through your acts of service, through your team building, through your activity, through your branding, through your leadership, through your family relationships? Have you set your standards? I was really blessed a couple of years ago. I had the experience of being mentored by a very famous coach, Coach Dale Brown, one of the winningest coach in history. And his mentor was John Wooden. How many of you guys have heard of John Wooden before? John Wooden in the 20, 20th century was the number one coach of all sports. He was rated the number one coach of all time of all sports. Okay? So that probably tells you that this guy had something figured out when it came to expectations, when it came to a, a mindset, a leadership. I mean, there's there's no greater leadership than than, you know, leading in sports, right? I mean, like what, that's why I love actually studying coaches for network marketing. Like it it ties in and it crosses over so well. So John Wooden, what is really interesting, Dale shared with me that John Wooden had a creed. 
He had a creed that was given to him by his father. And it was given to John, correct me if I'm wrong, somewhere around like 12 or 13 years old. And for the next 80 years in John Wooden's coaching and then mentoring and then, you know, mentoring outside of basketball into like the business sector, like mentoring like the John C. Maxwell's of the world and the Dale Browns and all that. He shared that every day he read this creed and it was six things his dad gave to him and it was like he carried it you know, in his wallet and it was all decrepit over time and the decades and decades of reading it. If it was John C. Maxwell, he would have laminated it because John says if it's important, he laminates it. But these six things, you guys want to know what it was? These, this, is, this is what the winningest coach of all time said of his expectation of himself. We're in part one, the expectation of yourself. He said, number one, his dad told him to be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. So every day, John's like, I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to follow not anybody else's path or expectations. Like, I'm going to be true to what I know is right and real for me. Number two, make each day your masterpiece. Number three, help others. Number four, drink deeply from good books. Number five, make friendships a fine art. And number six, build shelter against a rainy day. It was when John was in his 90s that he was teaching this and sharing this that Dale was teaching us. So for 80 years, can you imagine how that imprinted his life that every single day he's like, this this is my standard of excellence and diligence. This is how I'm going to be a service to others. I'm going to, you know, marinate on good literature and knowledge and growth. I'm going to make connecting and serving others a priority. It resets his expector every day, in the morning, every day. And we, we talked a few sessions ago about John Maxwell's Daily Dozen, right? And that was very similar in the sense that John reads it every single day. This is who I am. This is what is important to me. Write this down. Your priorities are never in conflict. So when you write down your priorities and you say, this is what is important to me, This is what I expect of myself. And then you set the bar. Now, one of the questions that I've asked myself for the last six years at high-level leadership is I ask myself, do I have higher standards on myself than others have of me? Do I have higher standards for myself than others have of me? The moment that I start lowering my standards my personal non-negotiable, when I go against the grain of my creed or my manifesto, my values, that is the moment where I get super incongruent spiritually. I feel the FAD, fear, anxiety, depression, and I feel blah. I feel apathetic. I feel burnt out. But when I recenter that expectation, like this is who I am, this is who God's called me to be, and I need to walk in this and constantly push myself outside of that comfort zone, then excellence is achieved. So our leadership credibility with others, so we have the expectation of ourselves. Some of us, all of us, most of us could benefit from a creed, manifesto, personal, non-negotiable. But we also have to understand that as a leader, All of your teamies, your entire organization, 
They are placing expectations on you. Now, the base of leadership credibility, what is it based on? It's based on our values. It's based on our action. It's based on our character. It's based on our results. The true essence of the expectation, like the truest, highest form of leadership is moral authority. We talk about that when your walk matches your talk, when you're doing the thing, when you're in it to win it and you're making it happen right now. You're not a historian. You're doing it right now. But I want you to know that your your leaders, your new teamies, they have expectations of you. This is why in our team, we decided to make a standard, write this down, everyone matters, everything matters. Now, this can seem daunting because it's absolute. Everyone matters, even her, even him, even them, all the time, yes. It's a standard to push us beyond the, that, that, um, the earthly kind of fleshy nature that's selfish, that becomes either entitled, we can become, you know, we grow up and all of a sudden we're now premier, we're an elite, we're mature, we're figuring it out. And then we're dealing with somebody who is emotionally immature or business-wise immature or mentally immature or intellectually immature or technologically immature. And it's like we become impatient with them. We want to cast them. We want to excommunicate them. No, everyone matters. And everything matters. What does it mean everything matters? It means everything matters. It means that there is a standard of every single day doing your absolute best. One of the things I wrote down uh, for myself was my expectation for me, for Rachel Picard, is every day I am showing up at my highest and best. And it's similar to John Wooden's make each day your masterpiece, you know, helping others, making friendships a fine art. But I'm showing up at my highest and best. One of the leadership privileges I cannot wait to introduce you to. It's called conflict resolution. The larger that your team gets, the more personalities that flood in, And it seems like there's always somebody having an issue with somebody else. Again, everyone matters. Everything matters. And I find that often the offended, if we were to truly take off the mask of offense, the mask of frustration, and we were to leave our emotions at the door, And really were to like, you know, if this wasn't you having this dilemma and you were an outside third-party person, would you say that that person is leading at their highest and best, serving at their highest and best, helping at their highest and best, loving at their highest and best? Now, others do have expectations of us. Let's talk about that. The three questions we discuss in leadership also often is the three questions that consciously, subconsciously, your teamies are asking when they look at you, when they're being led by you. Number one is, do you love me? Do you love me? It's the very basis of caring. 
We say all the time, people don't care about what you know until they know how much you care. Can't, cannot get over that enough. That's why we're team heart. Second is, can you help me? Which is competency, guys. So if, do you love me is compassion, right? And then can you help me? That's competency. That's can you show me where to go, what to do, how to succeed? Have you done it before, the moral authority? And can I trust you? That's character. There's a lot of people that love, but they can't be trusted. And these expectations for us as leaders, we only really have to do three things. Number one is to love. We've got to love our people at the very minimum. Get a lot wrong. You can get so much wrong. Love. Love your people. Love them deeply. Love them wildly. Love them when they are unlovable. Guys, this is really important to know that my expectation for you is to follow my lead in loving the unlovable. And I'm following his lead. It's easy to love the lovable. It's easy to encourage the kind ones, the sweet ones, the positive ones. But what about the problem childs? The problem children? It's easy to love the lovable. Number two is the expectation is number one, love. Number two, you got to lead. I mean, like, duh. Like, as a leader, you got to lead. Guys, if your teamies didn't need you to lead them, like, they they wouldn't need you. You would be irrelevant. There'd be no point to having you there. They cannot lead themselves. Therefore, they are looking to you. So the expectation is, like, a little baby. Imagine your team. They're, like, in their little, like, a little uh, bassinet, a little crib, like a bunch of them, maybe five or 500, and they have their little hands up, like, Mom! Dad, they want to be led. And number three is to lift. Leaders lift people, their followers, to higher ground. That is our job as leaders. We elevate our people to a higher and better ground, no matter what the organization. That is our job. We're constantly lifting people up. We're seeing people who see themselves and act like a two. We see them and put a 10 on their forehead and help them get there. That's what we do. That's the expectation. Now, I understand that this weight is heavy. And I talked about that a few minutes ago. Let's address it right now. There there is a lot of a weight. The larger the team that you have. It doesn't go away. Money and rank does not reduce the leadership weight. It doesn't. In fact, the higher you go, the more responsibility you have. And one of my old mentors, who I did not love for many reasons, character and kindness, compassion, He missed a lot of that. But he would say to me, Rachel, the higher you go in leadership, the less personal freedom you have. I was like, what? But it was true. Because you guys want to know, 
your teamies have expectations for you to show up and lead them, right? They're looking for the love. They're looking for leading. They're looking, looking for lifting. And some of these expectations, they are heavy and some are unreasonable. I have people that put expectations on me that are unspoken, unreasonable. They're ridiculous. To think that I'm going to be there for them 24-7, 365, that's ridiculous. No human's going to be available 168 hours a week. And I want you guys to know that there will be times, and there are times, there are days, where I do not want the leadership weight. There are days that I don't want anybody. There are days I wish, I was like, I wish I I didn't have to think about it. I wish nobody was demanding of me. I wish that I didn't have to show up for this or for them. I wish that I didn't have to come up creatively uh, for the next promo, the next idea, the next marketing campaign. I, I wish, I wish, I wish. Like there are so many days where I'm like, I just, ah, and I like take a day off from it. Like you take, like take the leadership away. Like if I could just get like a day off. But guys, how many of you guys know if you're a leader that after two days of a day off, you'd be like, okay, give me the weight again. Come on, come on. I need to lead something. Hello, I need to make something happen. Give it to me. All right, I'm ready. I'm all rested up. I'm bored. I'm bored. Let me lead something, right? But there, the leadership weight is heavy. It is absolutely heavy. But for some, for a few, it is a calling. And so the more that we begin to manage the expectations of ourself, we raise our freaking standards, RYFS, raise your freaking standards, and understand the standards that other people have of us. But to the leaders that can grow in maturity there, that can lead there, that can understand their position, they're going to reap the rewards. It's a wonderful place to be. But know that I get it, that it's heavy sometimes. Sometimes leadership just sucks. And it's okay. Because all the blessings are really worth it. 